we actually already recorded this podcast, but I wanted to put this at the beginning. It's just a reminder that if you are struggling in your faith, we put out a book that can help you. It's called Faith Responders Presents 21 Days of Spiritual Renewal. Um, I've gotten some positive responses from people. Uh, uh, when I made the videos on TikTok of people who liked it, they recommended it for friends. Uh, one lady is buying a bunch because she makes Valentine's gift bags. And so oh, she's going to cool. put a copy in each of the Valentine's gift bags. The reason she's doing that is because it's on sale now on Amazon. Uh, $5.99. Yeah, for $5.99, the ebook version, $0.99. Cents. So um, if you are struggling in your faith, this is something that can help you. And if you cannot afford the $5.99 or the $0.99, cent, let us know. We will mail you a copy of the book. I've mailed out way more than people have bought. Um, so just let us know. You're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. Yeah, I agree. I am Pastor Floyd Hughes from Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills, and with me is Mark Berkshire with Meadow Run Community Church in Ohio Powell, Pennsylvania. And we are talking about uh, what to do when the unexpected happens. And we'll get into that in a minute. But first, as always, uh, Mark, what are you preaching on? <clears throat> this Sunday, we are going to be talking about the battle of depression. And uh, we're in a series of mental health illnesses and the church called Peace of Mind. And um, we're going to talk about... Is it wrong for Christians to be depressed? Is it in the Bible? Is it, you know, all of the things that go with that? Um, why do people make it so hard to not be okay when it's okay to not be okay? So before I get into that, if you hear dogs <laughs> in the yeah. background, we are at Mark's house. Every couple of weeks we'll get together for lunch and we'll... <clears throat> record in person but um and you said you were getting favorable like a lot of good responses yeah, to that series i'm getting a good response to that series people are message private messaging me and, and commenting and emailing um that it's, <coughs> it's speaking to them and i i believe because it's speaking to me um you know being one that suffers from depression and anxiety this is something that is near and dear to my heart. So where can, because I'm sure more people would be interested, where can they, tell them again, where they can go watch it or listen to it? They can go to our Facebook page, which is um, Meadow Run. It's called Meadow Run Community Church. If you just look on Facebook and go Meadow Run Community Church, uh, I think the, the actual Facebook page is just Meadow Run. And then um, you can, um, but you click on the one that says Ohio Powell. We're the only one on there with Ohio Powell. So, uh, but it's Meadow Run Community Church in Ohio Powell. Or you can go onto my Facebook page, Mark Berkshire at Facebook, and you can see. And that's, that's, that's where I was telling people, because when I did a, a live stream on TikTok, I was telling people about it, and I couldn't remember, was it Meadow Run 
or Metal Run Community Church Facebook page. So I said, just go to Mark Berkshire. Yeah, uh, yeah. and 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 you'll you'll find it. But that yeah. that's good. And we post that live <clears throat> on Sunday mornings at ten thirty as we do it, and then it's on there for as long as Facebook leaves them on there. Yeah. Cool. So, um, and what are you preaching on this week? Uh, this week we're continuing in Mark chapter one, going into two, uh, talking about the life transformation of the gospel. Uh, and Mark starts talking about how Jesus called the disciples and how he healed people. But a lot of the healings, if you read them, it wasn't like we think of healing today, like, oh, this thing is going to make me healthier. Uh, he actually interacted in the lives of those people. So hopefully uh, uh, nothing against people that believe in the whole healing thing. I still believe God heals today. But that's not the focus. It's more right. to have God as a part of your life today. The healing is 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 secondary. But yeah, so we're continuing tomorrow. I was just looking at that this morning. I thought in my head, sixteen chapters. I had planned it out till Easter. Um, but when I looked at my outline, which I did back in like September, it's got like twenty nine weeks on there. <laughs> I was like, oh, I may need to shorten that because that that that's a long time. But if that's what it takes, that's what it takes to share the word of God. But I think yeah. I can shorten that down to like maybe a couple of months instead of six to eight months. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, when the unexpected happens, responding to when the unexpected happens, and this was based on two things. One was the uh, unexpected collapse that everyone was privy to of the uh, Buffalo Bills player, Damar Hamlin. And what was the other thing that you were like, hey, this would be a really good... The other thing is I had a cousin that was in fairly good health that we knew of. Um, he was doing everything, um, you know, that he, he was a healthy guy. He was in his 70s, but he suddenly got sick and died. And with no real, you know, nothing to really... I mean, he, he, he got covid but that's not really what took him. So, right. Um, so it was sudden, you know, and, and, and even in my own life with my dad, my dad was a very sudden um, death. Hmm. Um, he had a massive heart attack and his head hit when, before his head hit the kitchen table from breakfast, he was gone. So life can send us all kind of unexpected things. It's not just death. Right. It can be loss of job, broken relationships. Um, increase in the price of eggs. Increase I in mean, the price of eggs. That's the, a lot Shortage of Shortage on toilet paper. Yeah. All, all, all of these things. And the good question is what to do when unexpected things happen. Now, mm -hmm. I think a bigger one is... You know, loss of life. That's 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 yeah. huge. There is no overcoming that. Um, right. But that can lead to some of the other unexpected things. Financial hardship. Uh, yeah. You know, the remaining family members dealing with grief, depression, anxiety. Uh, remaining family members, uh, not only financial hardship, maybe dealing with loss of job because they're having to relocate or who knows what loss of home, homelessness, all these things. Uh, and a lot of people don't know how to deal with that. So what would you say is the number one first 
and I know you're going to say pray. <laughs> but, uh, and, and, you know, that's, that's good. But uh, a number one thing to focus on when you're dealing with something that big that's unexpected. I think our focus should never change if we are believers. Our focus should be always on who actually is in control. Um, that's the problem with the fallen world. We believe that we are in control. When God, the sovereign God, the loving Father, should always be in control. That's why Paul said to put your minds on things that are true, things that are pure, things that are right. He wasn't just saying that because it sounded good. He was saying that because when bad things happen, God never moves. God is still there. So the, the people that think, because this is a common, I mean, you've had this conversation, I've had this conversation with people, the people that think, and we talked a little bit about this <clears throat> on the last podcast, something unexpected happens. Is that evidence that God is no longer sovereign? Or, as some people say, because some people will walk away from their relationship with God because of an unexpected death in the family, because of an unexpected illness that may be fatal, you know, cancer mm -hmm. and all kind of other things come to mind. And so all of a sudden they, they, they're like, well, God's not there. And somehow they transition that to God was never there. Right. And they think that, okay, um, I might as well just forget God because God hasn't been there for me, isn't there for me, never will be there for me. Which, and I think last time we talked about this, we said that's them looking at their circumstance, mm -hmm. uh, not on the reality of, of, of who God is and the fact that we live in a, a fallen world where yeah. all of these things happen. We are very much circumstance people. We're circumstance driven. Um, if our circumstances are going great, then we're happy. Yeah. As soon as they start to change, we get nervous. As soon as they start falling apart, we get anxious. And as soon as they're gone and they're terrible, we get angry. Yeah. And instead of looking at what we have done to cause our circumstances to change, for the good or the bad, we blame God. Because he's the easiest one to blame. Well, see, if you church people would say that God does all these good things. It's never happened to me. So how can you say that's true? Um, God never leaves. Even for the, you know, he, he gives us, he gives the believer and the non-believer the same air to breathe every day. Yeah, rains on the just and the unjust. Yes, and he, it doesn't change. What changes is our, our relationship with him and our outlook on who he is. Um, if we truly believe Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own expectations, but, uh, you know, lean on him, then we should understand that no matter what happens, God is still in control. What did he... <laughs> 
And I think uh, a lot of people, like I said, it's, it's their circumstances, but also some Christians, unfortunately, help contribute to that by the way they treat other people in their circumstances or the way they, <clears throat> excuse me, respond to other people when they're going through those circumstances. The people that say, oh, you didn't pray enough or you got sick because there's sin in your life and yada, 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 and all yeah. these things, which rather than try to, hey, I'm looking at your circumstances. I know God's still sovereign. How can I help you overcome your circumstances so you can see that too? They'll look at that individual and the circumstances and try to, I don't know why, but push them further down that path of separation from God. Yeah. By And it's just misunderstanding I'll go back to even further than that. We blame the pulpit, as you would say. Because we're not teaching people how to rely on God. We're not teaching people how to be like Paul said and rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice. Paul wrote that from a prison cell. Yeah. A stinky prison cell. He wasn't in the Hilton. He wasn't in some resort. He was in prison when he said, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And he says that because it's not our circumstances that we're rejoicing in, it is the Lord. It is God that we are rejoicing in. We can rejoice in God at all times, no matter what. Um, that's why it goes on and says, be anxious for nothing. Don't let anything make you anxious. That doesn't mean that we don't get anxious. That doesn't mean that we're not going to get nervous or upset. It doesn't even mean we're not, that we're going to not worry. What it means is that we can trust that God has this under control. And no matter how it turns out, for the good or for the bad, it is still God who needs to be recognized as the one controlling the situation. Um, it, it, it is hard for us to imagine going through something horrible. Yeah. And, and I mean, I can't imagine losing a child. Yeah. I know people who have. Um, I can't feel that. I can't say that I wouldn't say, where were you, God? Um, because I probably would. <clears throat> I, I think um, we all would, yeah. And, and, and we need to understand something, too. This is another thing that, that Christians do that drive me bananas sometimes. Never question God. Never ask God why. And to a certain point, I say, yeah, because you may not like the answer that it gives you. But it's okay to go to God and say, God, why am I going through this right now? If you're going to ask him that, then, then expect him to say in return, this is why I'm drawing you closer to you or closer to me. I'm, I'm, I want you to grow in this certain area. And, and and we don't always see that right at then. I'm 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 going to add to that 
and let me see how I can word it. The answer that he gave Job, which is, I'm God and you're not. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't give me, it didn't give Job, doesn't give us an explanation of why my child has cancer, why, you know, my family member was in a car accident, why, you know, my home was foreclosed upon or whatever. Uh, but it's an answer. The fact that God responded to Job, huge, because he's not required to respond to us right. at all. Uh, but the fact that he responded to him, uh, I think that gives that answer. Because there's a difference between um, when someone says, hey, where were you, God, when I was going through such and such? Mm -hmm. uh, and the person who says, okay, I'm going through such and such, which means God was never there. Right. Those are two different things. And I'm, right. I'm with you. I've, I have been in situation. I have gone to God. Um, I would like to have be able to look back and say, I did it as eloquently as you just said, but it wasn't, it was an anger. It was ranting. It was like, why are you letting me go through this and all that? Uh, not in a disrespectful, like God, you suck way, but in an angry, you know, frustrated, this is horrible. How could you let me go through this? Where are you? Blah, blah, blah way. A human way. Yeah. And I have gone to God in that angry, sucky way. Yeah. I mean, and I've even said to him, I'm done. I can't deal with this. If you're not going to see me through this, I'm done. Yeah. Been there I can't go well. anywhere. Yeah. And, and it doesn't make us any less of a believer no, it makes us 100% human. Exactly. Exactly. Christ questioned God, the yeah. Father. Granted, he did it more respectfully than you or I just said. Yes, but, very much so. Yeah. But I mean, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he was about to die, and he knew he was going to, he said to his father, Daddy, is there any way I can not do this? Yeah, and again reiterating there's a big difference between God, why are you taking me through this? Even God, I feel like you're wrong, which was Job's position. I feel like you're wrong mm -hmm. for allowing me to go. I don't deserve this, but that is totally different from, well, since I'm going through this, God must not exist. Yeah. Because the same God that was on the throne before the circumstance is the same God who's, he didn't vacate the throne because you're going through something. So if whatever reasons you had for believing and trusting in him before, those reasons still exist. Exactly. Except now, instead of looking through, as you said, the lens of when things are going well, we're looking through the lens of pain, anguish, frustration, hurt, homelessness, financial uh, uncertainty or whatever. But that's the same God. So how do we as Christians respond, not just when we're going through <clears throat> it, but I feel like one of the areas where we as Christ followers really don't do good is, is when we're trying to help other people through it. Cause that's where we come off with the, oh, well, you must have some sin in your life or, yeah. or you caused this or like Job's friends. <clears throat> we all have a reason why that person's going through it. And like Job's friend, 99% of the time we're wrong. Yeah. Um, so what, what's a good way to respond to when we know someone is going through something like that? And, and I think you put it best a couple weeks ago in your Wednesday night prayer when you used Job's friend as, as an example. Sometimes the best thing to do is just come and sit with them hmm. and just be there for them. Don't try to justify what's going on. 
Don't try to help them feel the pain. Don't say you understand when you totally don't. Just be there. Just let them know you're present. And sometimes that's all we need. And, and, you know, and, and I'm not talking about death. I'm not talking about, you know, something that severe, but oftentimes it is. I'm talking if someone loses a job and, you know, they're struggling and you don't know, give them a couple bucks, you know, if you have it to give. Um, and if they don't want to take the money, they feel like it's charity, go buy them some groceries. And take them to, you know, something. Just do something. You can do so many little things. Um, a mother who is struggling with um, depression after giving birth. And she just doesn't, can't get out. Ladies, go help her clean her house. Go say, I'm going to babysit your kids while you take a nap. I'll sit with the baby while you sleep. Do something to be there for them. Yeah. You don't have to. It doesn't have to cost money. It doesn't have to be a big elaborate thing. Um, and if, you know, if, if they're prideful people, which most of us are, do it anonymously. You know, leave an envelope in their front door with 10 bucks in it if that's all you can leave. You know, just do something to show your presence. Um most people, when they don't understand what they're going through, they don't understand why God is there or isn't with them. The last thing they need to hear is you're a sinner. You're going to hell. That's why God's not helping you. I, I'm going to add to that, and I know this sounds wrong, but I'm going to add to that is, uh, hey, I'm praying for you. Yep. I know I know. We, we type that in all the comments when someone's going through something, and I know when I had lost my job and had finished ranting at God, this was decades ago when I was consulting for the government. I appreciate on this side with all the people that like, hey, I'm praying for you. And uh, one of my best friends was like, hey, Floyd, you're, you're a strong Christian. You know God's going to see you through this. And I really wanted to just pop him in the mouth because that's the last thing I wanted to hear when I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to feed my family and, and you know, pay bills and all of this kind of stuff. So, yes. although... We need to pray for them. We need to pray for them. You know? Now, and let me, let me add to that. Let me kind of go off of what you're saying. When we tell somebody we're going to pray for them, do we really pray for them? Well, I was going to say, a better thing is, hey... How can I be in prayer for you? Yeah. Because I'm going to pray for you is kind of like, period. We're done. That's that's all I'm going to add. How can I be in prayer for you leaves them to make some kind of response. Some yeah. of them might be like, I don't need your prayers or whatever, or just pray that I do this or do that. And that still leaves some room to, you know, continue to engage. But, yeah. um, and, and to be honest, you know, I don't say I'll pray for you anymore like that or I'll be praying. I may say it in a comment or something, but usually if I'm talking to a person, I'll say I will pray for you as, as many times as the Lord brings you to my mind. 
Yeah, I, I will tell people, that, that I'm going way, to add you to my prayer list, right. my daily prayer list. Exactly. Because when, when you think, I'll pray for you, you think, okay, I just prayed for Mark. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with that. And Mark may be still going through this for the next six weeks, but I did my yeah. one thing. So. Yeah. So we need to be diligent in, yeah. in our prayers. Um, and, and we also need to be diligent in just being Christ-like. Yeah, that's, 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 uh, don't be harsh. Don't be cruel. Don't, when someone, if a drug addict came to you, said, Hey, I've been clean for six years. I'm doing great. A week later, he comes to you and says, I fell off the wagon. What are you going to do? Yell at him because he was clean for six years. What do you mean you were, you fell off the wagon? You were clean for six years. He doesn't need to hear that. Yeah. He needs to hear, how can I help you through it? Yeah. How can we get through this? That's what we need to do as, as Christ followers. Um, Christ, when he was talking to the woman at the well, he didn't bring up every one of the husbands she had tell her everything she did wrong and say the guy you, he did say the guy you're living with isn't your husband but he didn't drag her down for that he said repent yeah and, and i was gonna say he he did not and someone got mad at me for saying this because i thought i was trying to promote uh, promote or allow sexual sin and i wasn't i was just pointing out a biblical fact that he didn't condemn her for what mm -hmm. she did wrong he tried to urge her to do the right thing. And that's what we that's are, what yeah. That's what we are called to do. Yeah, but we as a church spend so much time trying to be critical, less judgmental. I mean more judgmental. And I see a lot in like because I'm a part of a bunch of Christian groups and men's groups, and I see where a lot of especially among men, I can't speak for women and I won't because I don't want to get in trouble, but we think that, oh, we got to go in and, and come in with a like a, a hard, you're screwed up, you're wrong, judgmental, critical, harsh. I'm like, that's that's not what Jesus did. No. That's, that's not the way he encouraged us to talk to one another. Um, and in every instance where there was someone who was sinning, uh, he identified it. He didn't berate them for it. He identified it. And then tried to urge them to do better, do the right thing, do the God honoring thing, right. uh, using scripture. But uh, we, for some reason, feel like we got to judge, call out, criticize. I, 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 I just someone else I talked to online who was like, "Here's why, you know, I haven't been in a church for upteen years because the pastor or the deacons or whatever uh, called me out for something, and we're like hammering away and judgmental, or whatever." And I was, I'm like, we're skip to the part where they helped you and they were like well there was no part that's why i stopped going that's why there are so many people who feel like i will never step foot in a, a church again not because of the doctrine but because of the people yeah. and the way they treat them and i'm like that's it, it just doesn't make sense because it flies in the exact opposite way of what the gospel tells us and what the bible tells us on how we're supposed to treat people yeah i mean and and, and when you know, we are all away. I've heard this said some many times, different places. We're just a breath away from the bottom. Yep. 
um, all of us, one thing in our life can change that will change our whole destiny and our whole world. Um, whether it's job, whether it's relationship, whether it's death, none of us are guaranteed the next moment. Yeah. And if we aren't following God, then we are, I don't know how we would go through some of the things that I've gone through if I didn't have Jesus on my side. Yeah, we live in a world of unexpected. In other words, all these unexpected things should be expected. They could happen, as you said, yeah. at any time. We could lose family members. Job had the trifecta. Right. Lost family members, lost not his job and everything, everything. and then God his health. Is. Yeah, so uh, we live in a world where at any given moment, none of our family members are promised tomorrow, mm-hmm. and we aren't. Uh, none of our jobs are 100% secure, even as pastors. Um, anything can happen. And our health, uh, with all the, you know, whether it's cancer or whatever, who knows, uh, you know, car crash, anything yeah. could put our health at risk. So we live in a world where the unexpected is expected. I just, I think it was this morning or yesterday where they were talking about a plane crash in... I want to say Indonesia, but I'm wrong. Somewhere, Thailand, Indonesia, somewhere. And they said it was the worst one in like 30 years, like 30 people dead. Two planes crashed, I think. And then I saw in the news where there was a, uh, earlier this week, they shut down, the FAA shut down flights yeah. for an hour because the computers were waking out. Right. So we live in a world where the unexpected could happen. Any of that could happen. Um, yeah, I mean... Going back to my dad, I mean, my dad was 62 years old, said he wasn't feeling good, sitting at the kitchen table, and before he was able to say another word, his head hit the table and he was gone before he hit the table. So unexpected. My mom was only expected to live for three months, yet God blessed her with five years. Now, granted, she dealt with cancer for all those five years, but he granted her five years instead of three months. We expected her to go in three months, and she lived five years. Unexpected isn't unexpected to God. Exactly, yeah. God knows exactly what's going to happen this very second. He knows the words we are going to say. He knows the people that he's going to put into our lives. He knows the circumstances that he has coming up, and that's why he put those people in our lives to help us deal with the circumstances that are coming up. All we have to do is open our eyes and look. And it's hard. I, 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 that's easier said than done. I, I realize that. But if we're watching out for what who God is, and we really believe that he, that he is who he says he is in his word, then shame on us for not looking out. And I think we're going to go back to what we started with Damar Hamlin. Um, yeah. That big outpouring of all of a sudden, all these people praying. 
because it brought to light what you said, where they look and they were like, huh, that unexpected thing could happen to me at any minute. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, not everyone that poured out onto the field then and all the players that are suddenly praying now were professing God-honoring Christians. Christians. Right. They were people who realized that the unexpected could happen at any given moment. And for some, it was just maybe a show in that moment. For yeah. some, it was a, hey, I need to, you know, a wake-up call that had been long building that I need right. to get in right standing with God. For the first time, I don't know whether it was for the first time in history of ESPN or if it was just the first time in many years, they actually had prayer on ESPN. Someone prayed a prayer on the set of ESPN during one of the sports center segments. Yeah. Um, God uses whatever he can to bring people to him. That means our circumstances. That means our troubles. That means our trials. That means our joys and our goodness. The good things he uses for us. And we concentrate so much on the bad things and the unexpected bad things. But what about the unexpected good things that he does for us? I I was telling you at lunch today, I got a check in the mail that I wasn't expecting. That's a blessing from someone that I would have never thought would have sent me that check. You know, but I will, I will, I will make the distinction. There's a difference between God uses and God allows. Cause I don't yes. want people yes. to suddenly think, so wait, what you're saying is God struck Damar Hamlin and made him have a heart attack just no. so people could pray. No, I will say that God allowed whatever circumstances he saw them. He knew them. Uh, he allowed the choices, whatever, because, you know, yes. they're still saying they don't know the cause, whatever choices or instances or circumstances and uh, choices that DeMar Hamlin made that led up to it, um, God allowed it knowing what the outcome would be. Yeah. Um, and that gets into a whole free will conversation. Yeah. Maybe we could do another day. But uh, uh, there's yeah. a difference between allowing. God using something that he allowed to happen and God caught intentionally causing something to happen for a greater purpose. When right. we look in the book of Job, God caused that. Yes. Well, now God allowed it. God allowed it, but he knew it was coming. He didn't he's not the one who struck him and did this. Uh, the, but he was yeah. involved in the circumstances that led up to the, it and the, he purposefully allowed it. And the bottom line is God isn't surprised by anything. Yeah. There is nothing that happens to us that catches God by surprise. I mean, hey, Mark stumped his big toe. That surprised me. No. God knows everything about us. Um, and and it's, it's the fact that we don't know everything about God that draws us and drives us crazy, I think. And I think maybe that's a future discussion we we definitely yeah. um, need to do. Tell Don I wrote this down because <laughs> because we keep saying oh we yeah. should do a podcast about that uh, about um, no I just forgot uh, one are just the basics of salvation what yeah. it is 
um, eternal destination. There are people going to heaven. There are people going to hell. Uh, and just more about what can we know. And just so God. we don't leave people hanging on that. Some are going to hell. Some are going to heaven. God doesn't want anyone to go to hell. Exactly. But there are those who will never accept him as Lord and Savior. And that's where they're going to end up. And he... He knows it. He honors your choice. Yes. Although he... That's not his will. Exactly. Is the, is the best way I can think yeah. the word that. He honors your choice to reject him. Although that is not his will. Because your rejection will yeah. lead to eternal separation from him. And that's not what he wants from any of us. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I think we're good on the... Yeah. I, I, bottom line... What we should do when we are faced with unexpected things. One is pray. As Floyd says, I always say, that is the first thing we should pray. And and seek God. Okay, Lord, this is happening to me. What is it that you want me to learn? And maybe it's nothing. Maybe he wants to use you to teach someone else. So maybe how you handle this circumstance, how you handle this certain unexpected thing is what's going to bring someone else to him. So ask him, what do you want me to do with this? Secondly, okay, go ahead. ahead, ahead. I was going to say, secondly, just be there for people. Yeah. Just be there for them. I I was just going to say, and make sure that when we're responding to other people going through it, we do it in a God-honoring way. Yeah. We don't judge them, ridicule, criticize, or demean them. Uh, but we pull out that, you know, yeah. uh, I forget which verse, but verse in Colossians about having our conversation be seasoned with grace. And uh, the verse in Ephesians 4.29 about, you know, everything we say to Build be uplifting up. and building them up, uh, not to tear them down. Uh, and if what we're going to say doesn't meet that qualification, then just keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut and just say, I'm here. How can I yeah, help? Exactly. And, and and finally, I would say number, the, the last thing is, if you find it so overwhelming, whatever you're facing, don't be afraid or ashamed to seek out help. Don't Don't be afraid to go to someone and say, hey, this has really got me and I don't know what to do. There's no shame in asking for help. Yeah, I can remember when I I lost my job and I was struggling financially and I did not know where to turn. And one of my best friends on the planet at the time, her name was Jessica, um, she kept telling me to reach out to other people and ask, you know, we were part of a really close-knit church and asked them for help and I wouldn't. So she went to them on my behalf. Mm Mm-hmm. And they put together this 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 prayer thing, um, which, and here's where we got to be careful. It could have been a positive thing, but then there was just one person in there who took the negative route and chose, instead of saying, hey, you know what? We know you didn't want to ask for help, but we're here for you, which is what 99% of the people did. But the one person decided to berate me for not asking for help, Yeah, which tainted my whole view of the whole thing. Um, even though there were people there who were willing to pray for me and help me and encourage me, strengthen me. But all it takes is one to just mess that, it all up. And that's where we go back to saying, be there for somebody but know when to shut up. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so on that note, we're going to know when to shut up. So I'm yeah. going to ask Mark to pray for us. And then uh, I did write down the other things. Okay. Eternal destination, salvation. What was the other one? How can we know more about God? Yeah. Okay. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for another rock, another time to podcast and to, to just get your word out and just sit and have honest discussions about who you are, who we are, and how we can get to know you more. Father, as we move forward from here, just help us to be there and, and realize uh, other people's needs before ours. Help us to see other people's hurts as you see them. Help us to just be there and sit with people sometimes like you do with us. And Father, we just ask that you would just, um, in times of uncertainty and times of unexpected things, you would show up and show us this doesn't surprise me. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your son. Thank you for sending him to die on the cross for us. And the, the fact that all we have to do is repent of our sins and say we believe and we are a child of yours. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.